men are in need of deep and meaningful connections. So much so these days that the lack of it is literally causing the death of men all around us. In this episode, we're going to cover a recent article in Psychology Today about the problem of loneliness and how it's impacting particularly men in our society. In this episode, we'll also review how we need to respond to this as believers and how to develop these connections so that we are not part of the problem. What kind of man are you? This life will require you to be steadfast, immovable, strong, and courageous. Though this world says you should get a trophy just for showing up and there are no winners and losers, you must train to win the prize. You do the hard things. You persevere. You are becoming the man God created you to be. You exercise discipline. The Discipline of Manliness. Hey there, guys. Welcome back to the Discipline of Manliness podcast. It is great to be back with you again. I am Colin Hornback, your host and founder of this show. In this show, we are going to be talking about all things faith-related, how we show up and put our faith first in our life, how we show up and build meaningful connections to those around us, and how we develop a, a band of brothers around us. We're going to talk about our physical conditioning and how we stay fit and healthy and active, as well as how we show up in society and in our communities to provide value and better those around us. So that is the gist of what we're going to be covering in all the different episodes in this podcast. But in this one in particular, we're going to be talking about this article in Psychology Today. It was written and released back in early May, and I've had it in my mind for a topic to discuss ever since, but I really wanted to get into this problem of loneliness and how this is quite literally killing men. So we're going to be just kind of reviewing some of this article. A lot of what is in this episode is going to be kind of taken from an outline of this article just because I want you guys to understand what they're talking about. But then we're also going to deviate from that. I'm going to talk a little bit more from a faith perspective of how we are to respond to this, what things we should be doing as men of faith and how we show up so that we're not part of the problem. Rather, we're part of the solution. The main problem that this article is describing is this problem of loneliness you know, we all want more meaningful friendships. But one thing I've found to be true in my life is there are very few people who are willing to make it a priority and put in the investment of time and effort to make that relationship or those types of relationships happen. You know, we're all really busy these days. It's a lot going on. You know, if you're married, if you have kids, uh, if you're a business owner, there's a lot of things that can impact your ability to have time to spend with friends. But This is one of these really important aspects of who we are as people. More than just getting things done and filling up the bank account or checking off the to-do list, we really need to make it a priority in our lives to set aside time to pursue these types of connections and these types of friendships and, and relationships. And that's something this article is getting at is that we don't do this and that we're missing this in our lives um, so it's it kind of dives into a difference of what is loneliness versus what is just being alone. And being alone, that implies that we might be comfortable in who we are and getting some me time and that when ready, we will return to the social connections and the goodness of friendship. Being lonely, however, is implying something additional and more fundamentally destructive, the article says. It's that factor that transforms aloneness into loneliness, which is despair. Now, the Oxford Dictionary in this article, it says it defines despair as the complete loss or absence of hope. 
And that is what drives people from just simply being alone into this realm of being truly lonely and suffering in this loneliness is that feeling of there's not even hope to build these relationships or these types of connections that people are so longing for. And here's one of these areas that I felt it was important to sort of deviate from the article to talk a little bit about where we are in our faith. As people of faith, particularly faith in Jesus Christ, we ultimately are never without hope. Our hope comes from Christ and Christ is with us at all times. We we never have that problem of truly being absolutely alone. We we know even from Proverbs 18:24 a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. So we always have Jesus. So we're never in that realm of despair where we don't have anyone that we can count on. Even if you don't have other people, a band of brothers or that group of friends around you to build you up, to encourage you, to satisfy that that um, desire for that physical presence and connection with other people. Christ is always there with you and he will never let you be in a state of hopelessness. Now, having said that, just because we have Jesus and he does stick closer than a brother doesn't negate our need for friendships and for a deep and meaningful connection with other people. It does mean we have hope, even if we don't have those friendships around, but it definitely shouldn't be taken to indicate that we're not to desire or pursue those close and meaningful friendships. I even think of James 2.16, where it's actually talking about um, faith and deeds and faith and good works, how they go hand in hand and faith without works is dead. But it does say in 2.16, if one of you says stay warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is that? And I would say that's also true in regard to relationships, that if you know somebody and you know know they're hurting or know that they're having a hard time or... Um, maybe that's not even something you totally know about a specific person, but just knowing that maybe there are people out there who, who could be struggling with that and you think, oh man, I, I hope those people find connection, but you don't do anything about it. You know, what good is that, that you just want good for them? You have to do good for them to make a difference and to make an impact. We absolutely need to have good friends around us. We need those connections. I'm not going to delve into all the different verses here and read them all for you, but if you guys want to look at some good verses supporting our need for friendship, I would say check out Proverbs 12, 26, uh, check out Proverbs 17, 17, look in pretty much all of Proverbs 27, uh, verses five through six, verse nine, verse 17, all in Proverbs 27 there. Just read that whole chapter. That's a really good one for what we're talking about. You can also see Proverbs 16, 28, chapter 18, 24, or also look at Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. But this article in Psychology Today cited that 78% of completed suicides in the U.S. are males. So men are in dire need of friends. Men around you need you in their lives. They ultimately said, too, one of the biggest non-clinical factors that prevents things like anxiety and depression is friendship. So let's get into what what makes up friendship. Ultimately, we're going to like two types of people. We like those who like us. So you're going to like anybody who shows interest in you. And then we also like those who are like us. Now, this is where stuff like 
friendship groups come into play. You know, you're going to ultimately have a group of friends. Even Jesus had a close group of friends, his inner circle, you know, the, the three disciples, Peter, James, and John. He was obviously close and loved all the disciples, but he had an inner circle. So I don't think having an inner circle of friends is a bad thing. Having that tighter group of uh, friends is a bad thing for us in our lives either. That is something that I think we are designed for that we do need to have. But what makes up those friendships? The article outlines that friendship is consistent, mutual, shared, positive emotion. So how do you develop that? Uh, there's a great book out there that you can get called The Like Switch by Jack Schaefer. It is a fantastic book about doing things that don't get in our own way and building relationships and developing friendships. But he'll talk about the the friendship formula being proximity, frequency, duration, and intensity. Proximity, simply being around other people, showing up and being there, being engaged. Frequency means you're showing up regularly and doing it on a regular interval, a regular basis. The duration part is how we spend more time with people that we're trying to build relationships with. And the intensity indicates the level of depth that we're getting into in our relationships. So not just talking about the weather and sports and things like that, but talking about maybe the feelings that we're having or the struggles that we have. It's getting into the deeper things in life, what we believe about what the Bible says or, or a variety of things, just what, whatever's going to take it to a deeper level. That's what intensity is. Ultimately, as others you know, show interest in us, you know, guys, we ultimately show interest back. This is that idea of liking those who like us. So as we show up, as we're spending time in proximity around other people, if somebody takes a little interest in us, naturally, we're going to have a, a little bit more interest in them. That's just kind of how our psychology works. We just tend to do that. It's a natural reaction as people. But also, as we build relationships through that consistent or frequent interaction, we're also going to start to find others that have the mutual interests with us. So as we discover those mutual interests, we are going to naturally draw a deeper fondness for those who are most similar to us. That's that idea of liking those who are like us. And this is, again, a completely natural thing. This is where you're going to start to develop more of that closer-knit group of friendships, um, those tighter the tighter friends, the inner circle, if you will. And it is, like I said, completely natural. There's nothing wrong with that um, in developing those deeper connections with those who are like us. Now, the problem in that comes when you become an exclusive group, uh, making what is often commonly referred to as as a clique, because that is is the definition of a clique. It is an exclusive group of friendships where there's no no more people are allowed in this group, kind of the idea us for and no more, so to speak. So how do you prevent getting into a click group? How do you prevent that exclusivity from showing up? Well, one thing that's going to be super simple in that, guys, is just remain open. I mean, keep an open mind to newcomers to the group. Yeah, but also, also, I mean, literally leave an open spot in your circle of friends when you're talking. So when a newcomer shows up or somebody maybe kind of knows you guys but doesn't know you well, it leaves them a spot to walk into that circle and and start engaging in that conversation with the rest of you. If a person does show up that 
kind of closes that circle, stay aware of that and make sure you take another step back and leave another open spot next to you in that group so that more people can step into the circle of friends who are talking and, and get engaged in that conversation. Another thing you can do to prevent that exclusivity, take time and greet your circle of friends. Definitely spend time with them and do that. But then take a walk around the room and start to look for other newcomers who may not have the courage to join in an established group of friends, you know, who are having a conversation. So if you see someone new sitting down in, in the back row or in the corner of the room, you know, make sure you take time, go over, talk to them and introduce yourself, ask them some questions about who they are, where they came from, how they found the group. You know, just get to know that person and try to figure out some stuff about them and share some details about yourself so that you guys can have that time of proximity and you can also kind of help improve that duration at the same time while you're all together. Another thing is be open and willing to trying new things. Yeah, we like those who are like us. We're going to naturally tend to people who have similar interests to us. Obviously, guys, I've talked about this before. I'm a hunter. If you're a hunter, we're going to naturally click on some things and we're going to have some similar interests and we're going to be wanting to talk about different hunting experiences and where we've been and where we want to go, all sorts of cool details like that. So yeah, that is natural, but sometimes we might need to be willing to try something new that we've never done in order to connect with someone new. Different people have obviously different interests. They may not share yours. But take some interest in theirs and be willing to go try something that you've never done before. So maybe they're into chess and you're a super athletic type of guy and games like that are not your thing. Be willing to show up, try to learn chess with that person and just take some interest in what they do. You know, they might then in turn say, hey, like, oh, you you shoot archery like cool. Like, I'd like to try that out, too. Who knows? Maybe one of you or both of you end up finding a brand new hobby that you never even knew or thought you'd be interested in. But that is something we got to stay open to is not just like these are the things I like. This is what I'm comfortable in. Be willing to get outside your comfort level and comfort zone and go try some new things with someone new in order to help build and foster those connections. Now, in regard to the overall problem of loneliness, the article talks about the consistent, mutual, shared, positive emotion. And I think those things are true. We obviously want to build friendships. We want others to feel a certain way. But more than that, I think we also need to just show up and we need to be available. Um, just like that friendship formula talks about that proximity. We've got to be available. So set some time aside on your calendar. Even if it's nothing more than five minutes in the morning, shoot some guys that, you know, a text, tell them you're thinking of them, ask how you can pray for them. Just make some time on your calendar to reach out to a few buddies or a few guys that you maybe hardly know, but maybe just have their number, reach out to them and just make some time to be available for them. Secondly, I'd say be a man of integrity. Do the things you say you're going to do. If you said you'd pray for somebody, pray for them. If you said you'd follow up with them and see how their week went, do it. Make sure that you're honoring the things that you said you're going to do and just be that man of integrity and do that in order to be consistent, to show up in that relationship and 
provide that value, that interest in them. The more you do that, again, the more they're going to show interest in you too, because like it said, we like those who like us. So if you're taking an interest in somebody else, they're naturally going to like that. It's going to make them feel good. They're then going to want to take interest in you as well. And then I just say the third thing, just to keep them really simple here is seek their good. Philippians two, three through four talks about do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So seek the good of those around you. Do take time to learn about them, what they're going through, what they're celebrating, what they're super excited about. You know, just take time to seek the good of somebody else. Listen and be engaged in what's going on in their life. So if you can do those simple three things, be available, be a man of integrity, and seek their good, you're going to be amazed at the amount of new relationships you're going to start having. And you might end up having the problem where you're, you're struggling to find time to still continually reach out to all these different men and these different people that you're engaging with. And that is going to be another topic altogether is how do you manage your relationships when they get to that level? But we are going to keep talking about some things like that. We're going to seek to get a few other guys on this show for these this line of podcasts and these this type of series on building connections but we're going to keep building on this in the future but in the meantime guys just start doing those things and you're going to start finding again new relationships for yourself and more importantly you're going to be the type of man that other people want to have a relationship with that because because you add value because you're benefiting them and taking interest in them and building them up in what's going on in their life this is a pretty quick one today, guys, but I really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen and tune into the podcast. Again, I always love bringing you these topics. And again, these are all things that I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination I'm perfect at. I'm, I'm not. I'm far from it. It's all areas I'm working on growing in myself. So if you see me slacking on any of these things that I'm talking about, you have every right and freedom to call me out on that because I am trying to get better at these things. And it is a point of priority for me and how I show up. But I really appreciate you guys listening. If this one got you thinking, if it made an impact for you, by all means, please go into your podcast platform. Leave me that rating and review so that others can see that this show has been impactful and helpful for you. And be sure to share the episode with a buddy. You know, Send him a text with the link to the show and uh, t- have him tune in to listen as well. I would always love to get new listeners and uh, new feedback for the show, guys. So reach out to me via social. Uh, Discipline of Manliness is, is where I can be found on Instagram and Facebook. And then you can also reach out to disciplineofmanliness at gmail.com with any feedback as well. Be sure to send me ideas for future topics. And guys, make sure you also tune in next week. Until then, keep practicing the discipline of manliness.